Interviewer turns to me. He goes, what are your weaknesses? I turn to him with a cheeky wink and a grin, go, ironically, my weakness is my strength, so don't get me to do any heavy lifting. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hello and welcome to Middlehood, the podcast with me, Josh Shreve. And me, Benjamin Robinson. That was your best radio voice oh, it yet. it was, wasn't it? That was good. That was fantastic. Series two. Series two, yeah. Well, we've done we've done a series, haven't we? And we did a summer special. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened before, Middlehood is sort of this period between childhood and adulthood where we currently find ourselves trying to get jobs, getting jobs, trying to move out, get on with our lives, uh, grow up in this world, this mm. scary world. Become real men. Yes, essentially. So what we're going to do with this series is each episode we're going to have a different theme around this sort of period of our lives. So I thought we'd start with jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll get on to that in a minute. Um before that, we did just touch on the on the summer special. We had a few raving reviews, may I say. Yes, thank you to the lovely the lovely uh, listeners. Um mm. who've come in with some very kind words. Yeah, I've got some and actually I'm reading this on your phone which is cracked. I'm not going to go into what has happened <laughs> come to on. the phone. Let's let's look past the phone. Let's okay, let's start with this one from AAC 440. Which sounds like a battery pack. <laughs> that sounds. It sounds like a box, but I assure you, this is a human being. AAC four forty. What what they said is, what can I say about these two hilarious lads, other than Reeves and Mortimer, or maybe Blackadder and Baldrick? <laughs> Who's Baldrick here? I'm gonna say you. I'm gonna say you. Uh. He or she has said some mint sketches, great cameos, and side splitting anecdotes. Turn off YouTube and get a load of this. <laughs> Spelt YouTube with a space in the middle. Oh. I'm sensing an older listener. An older, an older, which is very nice. Yeah, yeah. It shows that you know everyone's been through middle. Exactly. At some stage. You've this either got it to come, or exactly. you've had it, or, or you've you're in it. it. Yeah, or you're slap bang in the middle of it. And as if, we are, if you are in it, um, do get in contact with us. You can send us reviews on uh, the Apple Podcast app or at Middlehood Pod on Instagram. Or Twitter. We've got some more good ones here uh, from Jazz. He says these podcasts are incredible. They make my driving to work in the morning a wonderful experience. I've gone from hating the morning traffic to praying there is some time that I can listen to Robertson and Sharif for longer. Incredibly funny, relaxed, relaxed. Oh. Interesting choice of word. Um, and he says so relatable. Ten out of ten would recommend. That's beautiful. Middle good. This one reads. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, play, yeah. Playing, into, <laughs> playing into our interest there with the puns. Yeah. Uh, genuinely entertaining and funny. If you haven't listened yet, then you're in for a treat. That is from Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Sam has said, these gents are superb. That's it. That's, that's... Superb. Enough said. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. G. Sarwell. He says, looking forward to hearing more tales about two lads arson about oh, in Germany. Another pun. Now, is that a pun or is he misspelled arson? I'd love to think that was a pun. Is that to do with when you almost burnt the house down? I'm thinking that's to do with when I, I, I burnt the house down. Um, yeah, it's lovely to remind myself of that. <laughs> well, this one will cheer you up. Finally, Uwe has said, Hilarious duo, very witty and relatable content. I've got people staring at me in bursts of laughter on my morning commute. Definitely recommend a listen. Keep it coming, guys. Well, the good news is we are going to keep it coming. Um, we're back this week with the theme of jobs... And speaking of jobs, the last time I saw you, Mr. Robinson, was yeah. actually last weekend, and you yes. were about to start a new job. How's the I know. first week gone? I've redonned the shirt. The suit trousers are ironed. Lovely. By myself, um, from my previous work. Yes, obviously. And I, I'm back in. Yeah, to be fair, loving it. Loving it, really enjoying it. Realised how much time there is in a day, which I'd <laughs> forgotten. I'm up at 6.30, Shreve. That's you can do so much with a day from 6.30 in the morning. But yeah. It's been it's been remarkable. I do sort of miss the flexi hours that ironing did give me. Um, <laughs> obviously, the, the better strict, pay. Better pay. It's better pay. Okay. Ironing's criminally underrated, uh, underpaid. Sorry, as as I've as I've said in the past. But yeah, better pay, but definitely longer hours. But yeah, loving it. Um, have you been up to anything over the past? Um, may, may I just add, actually, before we go into jobs, nothing I say in this podcast is reflective of the company I'm at at the moment. It's all past experiences. Yeah. Disclaimer. I, I'm, I'm going to disclaim that early as well, because okay. I actually really enjoy this work. Yeah. Um, so please keep me. Okay. Yeah, it's all about past experiences. But current experiences, um, I've just found out I will be getting up 
even earlier than yourself in the new year, I'll be getting up for five o'clock for a six o'clock start oh, my new job. Six till two. I get the afternoons off though. That's nice. See, and I, I always, I'm, I'm of the mentality that once you're up, you're up. Do you know what I mean? Well, that is I mean, and then you'll go back down at the end of the day. But, but once you're up. You start to feel all right, and then you know you, you go to bed earlier. But by two, you'll be free, and you'll be you'll be able to wander about. There you a go. Nice day. I'll be able to uh, really get stuck into my FIFA career. Um, <laughs> so, I thought we'd kick things off. We're going to be talking about weird college you've had. We're going to be talking about odd jobs that you started off doing when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all the sort of weird interviews and questions you get in interviews. So we're going to be getting onto that. People have sent in their own. We've, we've got a few examples yep, littered throughout today. And I thought we'd kick things off, as we did in the last episode, with three questions each to one another around the theme of jobs. Mm-hmm. Loosely. Loosely. <laughs> Loosely. Let's keep it loose on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, keep it free. Keep um, it free. So I'll kick off with one for you. It's your dream job. Oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. So you can either be a rock star mm. on sold-out tours around the world, oh, like headlining that. Glastonbury, and ending up in Hall of Fames, picking up Brit Awards, oh. Grammys, you name it. Mm. You've got it. Mm. Or a footballer oh. playing for England. Slight downside, but you do win the World Cup with England. You, you Maybe even picking up the Ballon d'Or. You're ending up as one of the best players of this generation. Which do you go for? Oh, it's, it's two very different. The, the thing is, I think it'd be a bit cooler to go down, you know, the Glastonbury. Yeah, you're winning your Grammys. You know, that's a bit it's cool and you've got the, the rock star lifestyle. Um, you know I mean? Whereas football, a bit stricter. Do you know what I mean? Not how to let loose as much. And for that reason, I'm going to go, uh, not by any means do I live a rock star lifestyle <laughs> um, at all, but I'm going to go down the rock star route. I just feel it will give me a bit more freedom. Football, yeah. you see, if I'm playing for England, I'm, I'm not allowed out of the house, really. Do you know what I mean? I've got a yeah, strict yeah. lifestyle, strict meals. I can't have my fish fingers, chips and beans. Every I night. Love every night, exactly. I, I can rarely have a beer, um, which this I pretend to like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't so celebrate feel... New Year's. You're playing the next day. Exactly. Boxing day. I love Christmas. Do you know what I mean? I, I, it's a family time. I'd be a guitar band as well, you know. Yeah. Um, big sort of riffy guitars. Yeah, cool rock star image, slick back hair. I'm talking Alex Turner, circa AM. Yeah. Okay. That kind of High aspiration. So there you go. If uh, you're going to Glastonbury this year, Sunday night headliner, Ben Robinson, one man guitar show. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd vote for a different stage to go and watch something. <laughs> the other stage. Always good. Um, I've got one for you then, Shreve. Okay. You walk into work and you're gasping for a drink, but Karen is by the water dispenser and Daryl is by the kettle. You must drink. It's urgent. <laughs> Do you opt for water? and a chat with Karen about how work wouldn't let her have her cat's birthday off, or with Daryl as he rants about how the office microwave doesn't properly heat his rustlers. (laughs) Daryl. Daryl. Daryl every time, because I've been Daryl before. (laughs) I haven't eaten rustlers for, I think I had one a couple of years back, actually, hideous experience. But Mm, They look horrible. I could could wang a conversation on about that. Cats, I can't stand. So I'd be like, get a grip, get a get, grip, get a grip, and take your normal holiday like everyone else. My previous work microwave was poor as well, so I can understand Daryl's heartache there. I can never get the right temperature on my meals on the microwave. So I put it in for two minutes. Yeah. Take it out. It's still freezing. Yeah. Do another two minutes. Take it out. Still quite cold. Do another two minutes. I'm singeing my hands off when I try to take that box out. I know exactly what you mean because I never know the wattage of my. No. microwave because it says on the pack it's like 850 watt this i don't know what what mine is <laughs> i just everything gets blasted for about four minutes i'm surprised you're still alive <laughs> just okay number two for you someone dials 999 and they get put through to you oh, which service are you working for are you working for the fire brigade fire brigade i can't say it <laughs> <laughs> are you working for the fire brigade nice the uh, ambulance, most mm. services, mm. or are you a policeman? Whoever it is is in big trouble. <laughs> big trouble here. Uh, straight off the bat, I'm ruling out firemen. Hideous with heights, you know I am. Uh, oh, the yeah, ladders, yeah. do you know what I mean? If it's a, if it's up high, I'm not going up there. And uh, not for nobody. Can I can I go a bit deeper into this? What is my role? If I'm an ambulance, am I am I the on-site doctor, or can I just be the bloke carrying the stretcher? 
No, do you know what? I'm going to heat the pressure on you. You're, I'm, I'm the outside. You're the do- yeah, you need to assess what's happened. I need Maybe to assess Maybe even revive the them. Okay. Um, you're and not just a prop. Policeman, I'm on the front line. I'm going yeah, straight into whatever. Yeah. Okay. You're arresting, you're bending them over the car and putting the handcuffs on. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I'd go, I'd go policeman. I'd okay. like my moment in, uh, you know, in the, in the limelight like that. Doctors, I feel so much, I mean, so much pressure on both. Both great, all great sort of big responsibility jobs. Doctor, I just feel like I wouldn't have a clue. Policeman, you know, I've seen the cop shows. You know what I mean? I've, <laughs> I've seen, uh, what is it they say? They go, uh, you, you may, what, what is it? You may, n- nothing. Nothing you may say. Okay. Nothing, yeah. no, everything you say may be yeah, held in. Court. exactly. Everything. I mean, you'd have to learn. I feel I'd like have to learn that's the... the easiest part of the job, Ben. Yeah, okay, but I, I feel like I could give, I could learn that. I could give that a good crack. I can't learn brain surgery in okay. in a matter of minutes whereas I, if somebody goes to me on the way there I'll go oh bollocks I've forgotten the uh, what is it and they'll go <laughs> everything you may say may be given in evidence I'll go oh, right, brilliant and then I'll go Daryl you bend him over the car I'll come in and say that <laughs> do you know what I mean because I feel I with cops I don't think that's all you say I, I feel with cops there's a more of a team if I'm the doctor I'm yeah. sort of I'm on my own there okay. I've got to assess it by myself with, with cops you're not just going to send in a lone cop there's going to be a couple of you let's fire another one at you okay so which of these, in your opinion, is the harder profession? Brain surgeon or rocket scientist? At a party, somebody comes around and goes, I'm a rocket scientist. And somebody else comes around and goes, oh, I'm a brain surgeon. Which do you go, oh, that's impressive. I'm using my brain to think of this one. Exactly. Maybe I need surgery. Sorry, this is taking me a while. <laughs> yeah. Brain surgery, once you get your head around it, no pun intended, <laughs> is potentially easier to replicate between human to human. Yes. And and but potentially it's worse if it goes wrong brain yes. surgery. Yeah, no, I mean? no. So I, I wouldn't say it's harder, mm. but I'd say there's more, more risk pressure. involved. Yeah. I'd I'd rather be a rocket scientist. Yeah. In a weird way. That has not answered your question, <laughs> but that's my answer. Deal with it. I will. I'll deal with um, it. Um finally for you, uh, you're starting a startup business. And you have to work 50-50 with a business partner. Now, you get three options of your business partner. Oh. Pick one of these. Boris Johnson. No. Danny Dyer. <laughs> oh. Or Gemma Collins. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, I think, think by, yeah, by, by pure... just uh, There's no way I could work with Boris Johnson. The man's yeah. a blithering fool. Can I pop them into any area of the company? For, for example, if I'm starting at my business, can I have Danny Dyer head of sales? Do you know what I mean? I would say this is the person who will actually be back at the office manning all the all the finance, all the admin, all the structural parts of your business. I'd put you at the forefront. Yeah. You're out there making the contacts, doing the, the marketing. On the face. On the face. So actually you need someone who you can trust. <laughs> Those three names are not very trustworthy. Gemma Collins, I'm not even going to uh, debate working with her. Um, hasn't done a hard day's work in her life. It's going to have to be... Danny Dyer, I think he could bring something to the table in a, in a way. We'll uh, I, I feel like you know. I think you get on with him best as well. Yeah, I think I, I think I could, I could bear his company every day, and I think he's got a sort of Cockney charm, and he, you know, he's good to a certain person. So yeah, my answer is Danny Dyer. I'd go fifty-fifty into a business with Danny Dyer. Fantastic! Can't wait to see that happen. <laughs> and the final question for you, Mr. Shreve: What is the most ludicrous thing you've ever found yourself doing just to waste time at work? Hmm. I wouldn't say it's ludicrous, but it's repetitive. I would say a good old-fashioned yeah. sit-down wee. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Little phone s- out wee. Phone out. Yeah, I know it's not hygienic. <laughs> Arrest me. Um, everyone does it. Come on, let's pretend we don't do it. Uh, sit-down mm. wee. Yeah, and just take some time out. See, here's my follow-up question to that. In previous jobs, because I feel like in my last job, um, and I don't know whether they did this intentionally, toilet seats, very uncomfortable. <laughs> Almost intentionally. Like, they knew I was going for a sit-down wee, and they sort of, I couldn't really find my... You know when they're really yeah. thin? In previous roles, have you had uh, that same situation? I can, I can make comfort out of any situation <laughs> to do with the toilet, to be honest. It's one of my favourite places. Lock yourself away. Yeah, exactly. It's your own space. In fact, in, a previous, in previous work that I've had at a previous radio station I worked on, they had the radio playing in the toilet. Oh, lovely. Which means that you would not miss the part of your show that you maybe needed to get back for or whatever. So you'd be in there and uh, 
you'd, you'd hear the radio playing, whatever. So you could actually time whatever you were choosing to do in the toilet. Oh, that's phenomenal. Uh, for maximum effect. So that was good. But if, if you're doing in previous jobs like... You know, when I've worked in a supermarket, there might be Doris on the shop floor needing help, looking for assistance. I'm just sat upstairs scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> in my previous job, I found myself scrolling through Facebook, mm-hmm. um, trying to find out which day of the year was the most popular birthday for my friends. As in, oh my <laughs> I know, I know, ludicrous. But as in, you know, you've got that little events calendar now, so it comes up and you sort of scroll down yeah. the weeks and you go, oh, okay, so it's... It's Jamie's birthday on Tuesday. It's 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 Sarah's birthday on Wednesday. So it's pop- popularity. Is that how many birthdays, or is it the importance of friend? For instance, it's, you go to it's six or just six. how many? Oh, okay, fine. There's no ranking system there. It's just quantity. I'm talking, okay. you know, people I've added on Facebook from way back in what the day. What was it? Out of curiosity, I think it was around. I can't remember the exact date now, but I think it was around Ju- July the fifteenth. Um, I'm immediately thinking Sam Price, but I think I had about. And Cleo Price, twins. So that was two, That's double two to tick off there. But I think I had about seven birthdays that day. Which I, And now, you see, when you when I'm first doing it and, and you look at my face and you think, that's ridiculous, that's a horrible waste of time. You go, seven birthdays, July the 15th. That's quite interesting. So I like to think that someone will be listening to this episode and think, I should be doing that. And we'll be scrolling through <laughs> their Facebook now. Send us in. When's your, when's your most when, popular birthday? When's my, and how many? How many? Can, you be, can you top seven? Right, so we've done the ludicrous questions uh, and answer session on jobs. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Let's talk first jobs and odd jobs um, that we've had. So the other day when we were talking about this, I suddenly remembered I had this job uh, when I was about 14. I had a job which sounded a little bit odd, a little bit dodgy, which was basically going around in a bloke's van. I was in the passenger seat, not Is in the back. Is this podcast material? <laughs> 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 Disclaimer. <laughs> it's oh, gonna, I'll wait for the second it's bit. It's going to turn into a real agony on episode. So I, I went, so I was going around in the back of this bloke's van, um, and the actual, that was not the job. The job <laughs> was um, we would go to kids' sports events, and there'd be a number of photographers who would take pictures of the children playing sports, and I would be in the van. Uh, parents would come up, they'd go, uh, my little son Jimmy scored a hat-trick today. Um can I get a picture of him celebrating? And I'd have to go for all the pictures, go, sorry, no, your son, we didn't get a picture of him <laughs> celebrating. <We're actually> t- <laughs> or, or, or whatever. Or we would have a picture and I'd print them off, put them in a frame. I guess Did it was you just, say it was a group of you? Or it was just you in the back of this It van? was me and this, this nice chap. He was a Spurs fan, so we had a lot of bants about football. Um, he also took photos. He took, he wasn't he took just photos. I didn't take photos. I ran around and got the memory sticks from them. And then went back to the van, uploaded them into this. It's oh. quite a technical job for a fourteen-year-old. I, I think. See. I think it was loosely connected to me wanting to do photography and art, which obviously failed. I've known you all these years and never known you. I never remember a, you doing it was that. A Saturday job. Yeah, Saturday job. I did it about five times. It was well paid. I think I got sixty quid a. Oh, like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, that's more than down the shots for your penny sweets, isn't it? Yeah. Sixty quid. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a that. And back in the days, that would have been a video game, two video games a week. I'd have loved that. What about, uh, what about you? What were your first sort of jobs? Uh, my, I'd tell you my first job. Now, again, I don't know if you remember me doing this. Um, I was a bit later to the job pile. Mum really getting on my back, and I think this was seven, maybe seventeen, seventeen years old. Um, and yeah, sort of had nothing of note on my CV other than plays a bit of hockey. So I had to, you know, get something. And this is what I opted for. My mate informed me that he'd uh, recently taken up a job delivering phone catalogues around the local area. As in Yellow Pages? Not the Yellow Pages, but another brand of phone catalogue. Okay. And my mate had got this big shipment in to his house. He must have had 800 phone catalogues around his house in just boxes. (laughs) So... I went 50-50 business partner in delivering these phone catalogues and embarked on my first delivery journey. First house go into, pop the phone catalogue in, lovely stuff, easy. Second door, I go in, push the letterbox open, pop it through. As I pop the phone catalogue through, bang! Oh, God. Crack, straight, letterbox, straight on uh, my, I want to say, my swear finger, my, my third finger. We're not three years old. What are you doing? My, oh, no. middle finger. My middle finger. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Complete mind blank on that. The, the swear finger. Smack down. Genuine, like, 
blood everywhere, like oh, nails God. scraped okay, off. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to get too graphic, but um, you can imagine <laughs> mum sort of packing me off with my little bag about five minutes earlier, sending me away to my first job. Literally two minutes later, me running back through the door, crying my eyes out, <laughs> blood everywhere, half a finger on my hand. <laughs> a basic de- catalogue delivery job. I've got to say that job was pretty much mortifying from start to finish. Various houses with horrendously big, like, I'm small now, you remember how small I was, 17, horrendously big dogs. I'd just end up, because they'd be like wooden fences or whatever, and the dogs would be slamming themselves against these wooden, I'd just end up chucking them towards the house, over the fence, and then by the end of it, um, I couldn't even do that, uh, because I was very late behind, I just got my sisters to do it. I drove round, (laughs) got them to run out the back and and fling fling, uh, catalogues at doors. I feel like that's a lot of first jobs though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you sort of do it, but... The mother slash... Well, I was getting underage workers in my sisters to do it. I mean, what were they at the time? If I was 17, they were 14 and 11. <laughs> now, Robbo, last episode in our summer special, we started a feature which I hoped was going to be a lot more long-running than it has been. It was called Get Robbo a Jobbo. As you've enlightened us, you, you've got a job. Which Snaffled is, one. Which is fantastic. I mean, I don't want to be too damn bit about it. It's good, <laughs> yeah, it's good no. that you've got a job. But it has ruined the feature. <laughs> but we have received a lot of suggestions for things you can do, big or small. So I just wanted to go through a few of these um, and see how you felt about these. You know, you've got a long career ahead of you. Age of 30, you could still do these things. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm always 40. happy for some back. So, so let's start with Instagram. Uh, Rich T for real. He suggested uh, you should be a freelance safari animal fluffer for zoos and safari parks in the London <laughs> metropolitan and surrounding areas. That's phenomenal. What is an animal fluffer? I've got no idea. I like to think something that maintains the fur of the yeah. animal, makes them look pretty. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, just like a. I mean, as we've in a beautician, we've already gone into the fact that dogs maybe not. Best animal. How are you with other animals? That's a very good point, actually. Uh, well, yeah, they're they're usually a lot bigger than me, aren't they? You see, I admire them. God, I'd, you know, tigers, lions, beautiful, magnificent beasts. Um, but could I fluff them? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm sure. not I think, sure about a lion or a tiger. Well, I don't I'm know. not That's sure Rich T for real. Um, yeah, no. Okay, let's try uh, this quite, one. But I, I like the idea. Lovely. Let's, let's try this one. Nichols Alex who I sense is maybe a friend of yours, yeah. judging by this. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's been be advertisements for jobs for golf divers at the golf course around the corner from me. I think this would be perfect for Get Robbo Jobbo, seeing as he's a shocking golfer himself. So <laughs> I was sort of... I I've did... never played with him, for one. <laughs> Unbelievable. I lent him my clubs. Hideous. <laughs> I did a bit of digging on this, and I was thinking, golf divers, like, what is that? I said, I said have you misspelled golf drivers, you know, driving around in the yeah, buggies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Golf divers <laughs> yeah. going into the water and diving and getting it's the balls. It so he said, there is one small catch. Uh, you need to be a qualified scuba diver, which if I'm, if I'm not wrong, I don't think you are one, are you? I'm not. However, back in the summer, back in the Australia days, I did do an introductory dive on the Great Barrier Reef. Um, because at that stage, obviously, I had no job, and this was something that had crossed my mind. So I have had an introduction. I've I've made steps towards golf diving. And I'd, it'd be something I'd love to do in my spare time. I'd, I'm not going to lie. I think Great Barrier Reef is probably quite different from diving into the water in High Wycombe. Yeah, yes. Yes, for one. But, I mean, whereas there's beautiful fish out on the Great Barrier Reef, some beautiful golf balls down there. <laughs> I'm sure you've got some Pro V1s in there. Tight list, uh, Callaways. Oh, God. Just going over so many people's yeah. heads. So, sorry, sorry. Uh, this is pure, pure so golf that's, chat, but... that's maybe a better suggestion than the, the animal fluffer. Yeah. Weirdly, my mum also brought up that the other day we played around a golf um mm-hmm. it during the, the the dark days the unemployed stages and and she was clearly grasping for something for me to do <laughs> and suggested diving for golf balls so um, there's got there's better jobs on a golf course for goodness I sake. know greenkeeper mm. yeah exactly exactly but no there's something there's something about diving here's one from uh from my friend champs who are, you, you have met actually. i have met champs um yeah, yeah uh, interesting fact about champs before we go into it, um, the reason he's called Champs, actually, is because he's never lost nor won a game of cards. One of the first things he said to me was, 
I've never lost a game of cards. And I played with him on that. We went on a ski trip together and not once did he win one game. He's a notorious bullshitter. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's just a little side fact. This was Champs' uh, suggestion. He suggests that I become one of them silver statues you see on the side of streets in London or <laughs> other cities. Um, you become one. I've become, I become, pop me hat down and become one of them silver statues that sort of stands there and moves every sort of minute, minute and a half, um, just throughout the I day. I love the fact you've he's gone for silver, not gold. You're not gold. No, standard not gold yet. standard. Silver, yeah. silver statues. Um, and he did, he did branch out. He said, he said any kind of uh, street work. To be fair, he's like street dancing. Um, I, obviously, I can't do any of these things. Mm. But he just thought, yeah, I sort of a, a man, man for the streets. Easiest one I've seen. Bloke with a cone, traffic cone that plays. He plays it like a trumpet. I've seen that Leicester as well. Square. See, I could definitely do it. I've always been eager to do. You know, them ones who uh, look like they're floating. Yeah, I've always been eager to give that a go. Yeah, I see a lot of yodas. Oh, it must be something down the arm, and they sit on it. But I've always wanted to give that a go. Another one uh, from Libby Hyder. She's just moved house, okay. uh, just bought a house, um, and she's looking for a flatmate. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking for a house husband. Um, no, and there's so so there's a lot of work going there. She was saying, you know, general fence painting, you know, sort of indoor painting, just little bits around the house. Catches it is it's it's near my cousin in Eastbourne. Uh, so what I would say to her is I would need my my travel expenses paid yeah. and lunch. That. Yeah, probably lunch. Um, yeah, and and it'd probably be a job. So I might need you know, a few days job. Might need accommodation. Um, so there's a few catches with that one, uh, but thanks for sending that in. And I, I remembered actually whilst doing this, a genuine beauty I got back in the day when I when I was in uh, RGS at sixth form. So you know them sort of open days, all the universities sort of come in and they plant their stalls in your in your hall, and you go and have a chat with each of them. And I'd earmarked um, Exeter as a university that I might want to go to at this stage um, to study German. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bloke. <laughs> Working the Exeter stall, bless him, you could tell immediately he knew absolutely nothing about German languages. It wasn't his department, it wasn't his subject. Um, but I love the way that he still tried to come out with some kind of answer. Um, so I go up to uh, uh, me and my mother, and we sort of go, oh, so, um, yeah, my, my son's looking to study German at Exeter. And you can see immediate panic, and he goes, yeah, 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 offer that, offer that, all that. And and so my mum sort of goes on to ask, and yeah, so what sort of job links do Exeter have, you know, with, with German students after? Are there any job prospects, for, you know, during the year abroad or anything? After about 30 seconds of stumbling across his words, he goes, he could go on German MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> How crap is that? It's basically like I'd have to become a, a chef for one, and and then move to Germany and, and get myself on TV. But I love the fact he still that's, gave it a go. That's so niche. Now, before you obviously get into a job, you go through the interview stage. Mm-hmm. Unless you're lucky and daddy is at the top of a company. Yeah, yeah. Nepotism. Um, <laughs> sadly, that is not what happened when I got my first job at a supermarket. Um <laughs> Though nepotism doesn't really come into play <laughs> with supermarkets, does it? Please make me a cashier, please, Dad. A shelf stacker, please. <laughs> I took the latter. I became a shelf stacker at quite a high end, kind of the highest oh. end of Ooh, supermarkets. Not bad then. So I, I went to the interview. What I think secured me the job was uh, they asked a food-related question, which obviously I was dreading. At the age of 17, I just mastered toast, let alone anything else. <laughs> so I was asked, if I had a dinner party, what would I cook for guests? And they're going round the room. You had people going. It's June, so I'd make a nice, oh, a nice sort of oh, dessert. Bollo- bollocks, yeah. would you? Something trying to link stuff to the seasons and stuff. And oh, I just no. went, um, well, I can't eat cheese, so uh, <laughs> everyone would have to be on my side, and we'd be making homemade pizzas because I could just about do that. You know, a bit of tomato puree, a bit of ham, just a bit of tomato puree on sweet corn, effectively toast. Yeah. Cheese. So I went cater for everyone's needs. <laughs> Can be personalised. And that's what got you the job, you reckon? That, that and dessert. Bread. Dessert, fruit salad. Easy. Throw it in a bowl. Peel it, in a bed. throw it in a bowl. <laughs> throw it in a bowl. So that, was, bowl. that was my insights into my... They're, they're probably the, the, those were tricky questions, but I think I got, I got the job, so it obviously went well. No, that, that, that sums you up well. Throw it on a Do plate, you... Bosh. My interview story didn't lead to a job. <laughs> um, I'm over it now, I've got one. 
you know what yeah. I mean? Ask me a, a few weeks ago. I, I'd been saddened by this, um, but I've got one. So uh, more fool them, as my mother has said. Um, <laughs> so I'm preparing for this interview um, at a company, and it's the night before, about 2 a.m. I'm going through my questions. Um, 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. I'm nervous, Shreve. This is one of my first ones, you know, first proper oh interviews back after travelling. A little bit nervous. I come up with this absolute zinger of a joke, mm-hmm. right? Uh, something in my head that I think, you know, this is gonna, this is gonna put comedy back on the map. Obviously, it's two a.m. A little bit delirious. Sometimes you're not thinking quite straight. Um, this is how it turned out. Interviewer turns to me. He goes, "What are your weaknesses?" I turn to him with a cheeky wink and a grin. Go, ironically, my weakness is my strength. So don't get me to do any heavy lifting. God. Admittedly a bad joke. It's greeted with 10 seconds of utter silence. Absolute silence. Not even a smirk, not even a giggle. Absolute stonewall silence before I just look up, make some absolute bullshit up. I can't remember what, even what I said, but for about 20 seconds, I just blacked out. And just I went, no, seriously. Uh, and then made, <laughs> made, made up some absolute horror show stuff. Um, and then after 20 seconds, I just looked at him and he went, hmm... And noticed something down on his piece of paper. Oh, it was horrible. But c- can I just say, first of all, one terrible question: What are your weaknesses? Because basically, what they want Don't you to say. Don't turn this around. No, to me. no. What they want you to say there is basically something that's not really a weakness. It's a strength. Like, oh, I- I'm I'm just overly competitive. Yeah. You know, some, I some care bo- too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bollocks. Hate that question. So I thought I'll put a bit of a light spin. I was on the back foot. I'm always on the back foot in interviews. I've got no qualities. So I thought <laughs> I'll put a bit of a spin on it. And it went down horribly. Genuinely, okay. So, so this is actually. So this is how the interview finished. I go. So it's the company. They've got a YouTube channel. I go. I went. I'd love to work on your YouTube channel. And he goes. Two things. One. You need to have a bit of a personality. <laughs> I went. I went. Ignore the joke. Honestly, once you get to know me. <laughs> Ignore the joke. And he went. And he went. Two. And looked at me dead in the eye. He went. You need to be really good looking. <laughs> And then genuinely shook my hand, went, leave it with me, walked out. He's finished the interview going, uh, you're ugly and you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is that? Absolutely crushed. And I got an email about two weeks later going, I'm unsure whether you'd take the role seriously. Oh. How horrendously has that joke gone down? So yeah, I mean, that was an unsuccessful one. But as I say, employed now. So who's laughing? Other people have been sending in their stories about interviews. Um, Josie has got heaps that she sent us in. Lovely. So over the summer, she was working uh, as a recruitment executive for a company. And um, this meant she obviously had a lot of people coming in for interviews. Yeah. She had someone turn up for an interview dressed in a hoodie, shorts, flip-flops and a snapback. <laughs> Phenomenal. Which I wouldn't wear on a normal day. No, let alone to an interview. Absolutely not. Yeah. Is this an interview in London? I mean, where is he? He's got to travel in flip flops to get to this interview. It's very impractical. Yeah. No. Or or he had shoes on. Then was like, I'll change in the bathroom. Yeah. I'll be impressed by those flip flops. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> I'm a relaxed guy. I'm a chilled out entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> she also said that someone brought out their packed lunch and started eating it in the middle of a group interview. What? <laughs> She's never that, especially if you're a noisy eater. Oh, you can't get too relaxed. This is going too far. And then they had someone who uh, tried to tell them that they were a great salesman because they sold laughing gas on their season abroad in Ibiza. God. That one at least is, I mean, vaguely... More relevant towards the <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> no. going there. No, 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 we're not no, going you are there. Right. No, it's it's horrendous. That is horrendous. My bad joke, I'd say, is is better than eating that bad attire, and certainly better than illegal activity. I wanted to hear as well about old colleagues. People did send in their suggestions, but they seemed to to mainly be veering towards people that were clearly alcoholic that they worked <laughs> with or had slight drug addictions. So we're not going to go into those. Let's think, lighten it. Let's lighten a, there's it. There's a time and a place for that. Mm. But Will did send in this one. So at his last job, there was a bloke called Ron who had only three teeth, <laughs> loved sweet trees, and whistled when he spoke. <laughs> Great he said... Must have had seven cups of tea a day. <laughs> Love it. Seven. Love it. Horrendous. And he also said 
It's the best bit. I can picture him. He also said the C bomb in every sentence. <laughs> you don't. Not even a normal person needs to be saying that, do <laughs> they? Let alone all around it. He sounds great. Thank you, Will, for sending that in. Um, I've not had a lot of odd colleagues. I've had a few in my time. Um, there was one. Oh God, a, a, a former place of work. I was it. This was like shift work. I was in on shift one day, and let's say I can't remember the exact hours, but I was on. No, no. Eight till one, and uh, this colleague bowls in this one day. It must have been twelve o'clock uh, for, and she was meant to be doing like a, a twelve till five or whatever. So I'm thinking, brilliant. She's bowled in fifteen minutes late, twelve fifteen. Whatever. I'm thinking, fantastic. I get to go home forty five minutes, whatever. After about fifteen minutes, I hear her going, oh, no, oh no, and I'm thinking, oh, what could this possibly be about now? <laughs> and so, I, my mistake, but I sort of go over to go, oh, anything wrong? She's going, oh god. I've just, I've been on Twitter. I went, yeah. She goes, somebody's lost their horse in the local area. I went, what? They went, everyone's looking for a horse in Amersham. I went, what are you on about? She was like, I've got to go. I must go. The horse is calling me. I was like, what? She was like, you, you've got to cover my shift. You have to cover my shift. I need to go and find this horse. I was like, you are joking. That- Genuinely had to cover. I worked that day from like eight in the morning till five because I had to cover her going to find a horse. Mental. Did she find the horse? I have no idea. She got shortly sacked after that. I put in a bad word. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think I saw her much again. She was hopeless. She's out there hopeless. saving horses now. Yeah, yeah, Who's she's the horse saver. But, yeah, and then, and then there's, there's one other I had. And this one was, like, quite a nice colleague, to be fair, but this was bizarre. This was part of, like, a, another job where I had to take basically kids to London, show them around. And this one day, took kids into London, sent them off, let them do their own thing. I wanted to go and grab some lunch. And uh, I, w- I was with a colleague, because we-, we did it together. And um, she was like, oh, I'll take you to a lovely little place uh, that I know. So I was like, oh, brilliant. Got there. She's like a vegan, no problem with it, but I'm not having it forced upon me, not at all. Um, she was like, oh, this seaweed sandwich is lovely. I was oh. like, the bread, well, it wasn't even bread. The bread was made out of seaweed, and I hadn't heard of half the ingredients that were in it. I went, no, I'm getting a five, guys. Um, so she buys herself this seaweed bloody sandwich, and then I'm nipped round the corner, I got myself out a fat, greasy five guys burger, lovely. Sit down, she goes, oh, I'll just stay there. She gets her camera out. She puts her seaweed sandwich by my Five Guys burger. Right? Oh, no. She takes a picture of me, the Five Guys burger and her seaweed sandwich, puts it on Facebook <laughs> saying, one lovely vegan seaweed sandwich, one fat, greasy Five Guys burger, hashtag different life choices. <laughs> what <laughs> is that? Was, That's getting personal. I know. Got like three likes. It was on my wall. Horrible. Tag me in it. Ben Robinson. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she was nice, but I, that was questionable. You touched on the person who went to save the horse. Now, that is an excuse, basically, for not doing your work, isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever had any excuses for not turning up to work in your life? The one that sticks with me, and this one it like is a genuine thing that happened like it it was an excuse because I, I couldn't get into work but I, I could not get into work about a year ago now bought a new car Volkswagen up lovely white fantastic car but must have had it for about a month and it was getting to the cold point of the season and apparently the handbrake can freeze on right I've never heard so no, so heard you can that. you can put it down still when you're in the car so it seems that everything's like but I was putting it down I was revving accelerating everything but it just the car would not move so I've, I've called services Barry from Volkswagen's come out and bear in mind this is like my brand new it was second hand but it's my brand new car do you know what I mean and apparently the solution to a handbrake freezing on is to whack the shit out of my car <laughs> he just honestly honest to god gets a hammer and just starts battering my back wheel like that and he was going oh this one's firmly fixed on before battering it again <laughs> he must have been out there for half an hour just Honestly, smashing the crap out of my car um, until, to be fair, eventually the handbrake did loosen and I, I could get to work. But yeah, that was a genuine excuse. Like, so my car could start, but it wouldn't move. Um, so yeah, that's probably the weirdest one. Why I've are had. all mechanics called Barry? We uh, at uni, our flat person who used to come round and fix the doors and stuff. He was called Barry. I don't know. And he just let himself in. Come and knock at hello, hello <laughs> from Sheffield. <laughs> Barry's here. Yes, you don't don't refer to yourself in the third person. <laughs> Barry's here. He sounds very much like the Barry I had. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? The same bloke. Yeah, maybe. And I I uh, felt 
guilty from time to time, not in my current job. Again, the supermarket job. I used to work on Saturdays, long shift on a Saturday. Oh, horrendous. It was 11.30 till 8.30. Ah. Solid nine hours at work, couldn't yes. do anything. And I had my A-levels coming up, psychology. Mm. Mm. Hadn't revised for it. It was on the Monday. Ooh. You know, my mum, honest woman, but she turned around night before and went, I think she called in sick. I'll take the bullet for you. I'll call you in sick. That's you, nice mum. of her. That's thank you, Mum. I, and I felt guilty about it, but thank you, Mum. Yeah, anyway, lovely. she rings up. Hello, uh, this is uh, Nicholas Shreve, Josh's uh, mother. Um, he won't be turning in for work today because he is sick. Um, lovely impression. And my boss said, uh, that's all right, Mrs Shreve. Uh, poor, poor chat, poor chat. But I do have to speak to him myself on, on the line. Oh, no. By which point I was going, oh, God. I had to talk to him. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't. I just, I was shitting all night. That's good, that. Uh, <sighs> just, yeah, oh, it's coming out of me like a cannon. <laughs> I understand, Josh, I understand. No worries. See you next week, mate. Get in. Get in there. Six hours solid revision. Bit of match of the day, bit of FIFA. Lovely. You know what, I mean? what a day you've had there so, instead. Um, Always that a was, sweet That day. was the one time. And I think mums are quite good at getting you out of those tricky situations, aren't they? Yeah. So uh, we actually had one sent in from another Will where his mum... Got him out of quite a tricky situation once. I'll play it to you, see what you think. He's actually sent us in a voice memo. Hello, my name is Will. Um, this is a story about how I handed in my notice absolutely rat ass drunk at the rifle age of 16. I managed to finish my weekend job on a Saturday at 9 o'clock. Uh, rushed home, got suited and booted, went up to a nice little party up the road from my house. Ended up getting absolutely wasted out of my mind. And then, sadly, had to get transported home by one of my dear friends, slumped onto the sofa when I realised that I actually called my work job that I was meant to be starting at 6am the next morning, the following morning on Sunday, whilst at this party, so lots of booming in the background, I was saying random things on the phone like, just fire me, just give me the money you owe, I don't want to work for you anymore, I won't be in in the morning, I'm sick, because I really wasn't happy where I was working at the time, but thankfully, my mother saved the day. She went into work at 6am, my work, and was like, look, I'm really sorry about how he acted and stuff. I want you to know that he wants to work here. But anyway, I really didn't, because I was drunk on the sofa, absolutely out of my head. So yeah, so it turns out that that day my mother saved my job. My favourite bit of that is that he's phoning up and saying, I hate this job, I'm not coming in, I'm sick. You've got an excuse there and you've got wanting to leave your job and you've mixed them up completely. It was, it hasn't, there's, there's no consistency with this. I hate this job, no, I'm sick. Yeah, I'm no. sick. <laughs> it, was, it was phenomenal. But you've got to hand it to mums. I've got a new appreciation, especially recently. Work all day, put dinner on the table and get you out of sticky situations like that. Will is not the only person that got him into... Well, tried to get him to resignate. He tried to resign, basically, didn't mm, he? Yeah. It didn't actually It didn't actually happen. One person it did happen to who sent this in is Roshan. He has sent me his resignation letter itself. I won't go into where he's resigned because it's a very dramatic letter for where he resigned from. Okay. It goes like this. It is with deep regret that I have decided to resign from my role at PC World Enfield <laughs> and would hereby like to declare my two-week notice. My last day of service will be Sunday 30th of November. Service sounds like he's just he's come from the army. He's continued. I hope that in my time here, I've contributed in a way that was invaluable to both the business and the individuals. Oh, my Lord. I look forward to carrying these experiences with me into the future. <laughs> I'm proud to have worked at PC World Enfield and, uh, and hope that this store goes on to achieve the success it deserves. <laughs> I just love PC World Enfield. Enfield. Specifically Enfield. No Enfield, other PC World. No, just that branch. That PC World can go to buggery around <laughs> it. But PC World Enfield must thrive. In fact, Roshan, it's coming up for your uh, your last day of service was Sunday the 30th of November. I hope you're doing something to commemorate that. Yeah. That's very soon. Yeah, remembrance PC World Sunday. So I touched on earlier uh, my job at a very high up supermarket. One of the things about um, that supermarket is that it's horrendously middle class. Oh, yeah. And we've started a feature on this show called Middle Class or Middle Ass. Mm-hmm. So people send us in things, we come with things that we, we've observed, we say we do, maybe. Mm. And we will judge each other and judge together whether things are just being middle class, run-of-the-mill middle class stuff, or if you're actually being a bit of an arsehole. <laughs> Is it middle ass? <laughs> you're just being a plain old arsehole. So Rob, who is actually a former colleague of mine at the supermarket, sent in this one. He said people coming into the supermarket wanting pomegranate molasses. Oh, 
That's one. I don't even know what that is. Is it Pomegranate seeds? molasses. What do you need that? Is it the stuff you find in Couscous? Is it? I'm going middle class. I'll get on board with that. I Pomegranate think molasses. I don't the, know. the little, the little bits that little are within, yeah, are red, within red the ah, yeah. I'll, no, I'll join in middle class. I'm, I'm quite a fan of couscous actually. I think it gets bad rep. I, I hope we've got this right, and it's not another part. because yeah. <laughs> I've based <laughs> middle class on the fact that I quite like couscous. At this stage, we got this sent in from at gr mills. This one again to do with with shopping seems to be a popular feature. It says this: My mum uses a Harvey Nichols bag or equivalent ostentatious carrier bag as her bag for life when she does her food shop at Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous who signed that off. <laughs> I love bonkers. that. I love that because genuinely my parents and I, to be fair, have a collection of nice bags, you know, that we sort of get out around the Christmas period, actually. I've got some upstairs, you know, for, from like a Ralph Lauren bag. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. Just to put like a nice gift in. Just like that, because oh, nice I see, little, I see. I mean? Okay. So I've got, I don't do my shopping around Aldi <laughs> in it, but you know, I I, I understand why uh, Mr. Mills's mother uh, likes to keep these rather ostentatious bags. The only thing I work. would say is she's helping save the planet, isn't she? Because she's not getting the plastic bags. Yeah, actually. So she is using her bag for life. It is a bag for life. So uh, it's tough. It's does, does it have to be Harvey I... Nichols? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I'm gonna verge on middle class because. <laughs> It is ridiculous, though, isn't I'm it? I'm going to go middle ass. It's Aldi. Okay, yeah, let's go middle ass. Yeah, yeah I'm the... putting that. Thank you, Mr. Mills. That's phenomenal. And we got one more sent in for middle class, middle ass, or middle class, middle ass, depending on which social class you're from. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this one is from Charlie on Instagram. He simply said, "Owning a white Range Rover. Where do we sit on that, Ben Robinson?" I have to verge towards middle class here because um, both my granddad and my nanny have white Range Rovers. <laughs> So yeah, that they I'm gonna to have to say middle class because I, I quite like them. They're very spacious. They're lovely inside. I think I think it's a stereotype that comes with it, isn't it? Yeah, it's I'm just a nice him car. There with it. It's just a nice car. Yeah, middle class. I mean, you can get some horrible people on the road. Uh, yeah. But more importantly, do you agree with us? Are there things that you think we could be talking about on middle class, middle class? Oh, middle class. Or oh, how do you say it? Middle class, middle ass. <laughs> There's, that's a debate in yeah, itself. Which, which, which of them is, oh, I'm going to get slated for that. Uh, don't do that one. But yeah, please come in with any more middle class yeah. slash middle asses. Send them at middlehoodpod on Instagram, Twitter, or middlehoodpod at gmail.com and uh, we may read them on the next podcast and judge them. Ooh, horoscopes. Welcome yet again. As you may remember from the last podcast, the, the post-summer special, as we mentioned in this episode. I brought something to the table that my sister had found um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's Horoscopes. It, it, it's, a, it's a popular um, account on Instagram with something like over 5.5 million followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it gives you your daily updates of, of your general horoscopes. Um, we did a couple last time. and They're I'm, ludicrous. They're absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Um, but people buy into this. People believe this to be true. So I've, I've, I've brought in a couple more today. And yeah, I thought I'd do a couple at first related to jobs. Related Fantastic. To work, um, Can't wait to hear what my future holds in my career. So, so here we go. See what you think of this one. The signs first thought in the morning. So when you wake up. So when you wake for up. Your job. Early for your job. Here's yours. Oh, I'm tired. I'll call in sick. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, from the earlier thing you've said on this episode... That was one time. I'm not having this as a generalisation. I think I think we can call that relatively spot on. That, that's <laughs> that's nailed in sixty odd thousand likes. This post. Um, what about yours? Mine is cancer. Everybody hates me. <laughs> <laughs> mine are always depressing. We a lot wait. about yours are about crying. Crying. Aren't they? Brilliant. Love uh, it. See that hates is spot me. on. Yeah, if mine's spot on, yours is too. I'll, I'll take. I'll take that. Okay, so here's here's one. This is signs during work. So yours is. You might quite like this. This is Virgo. Um, yeah. This is Virgo. Making sure they ace everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's just pointed to the camera in a horribly David Brent fashion. That is me. That is not him. Um, mine is cancer. 
taking selfies whilst working. <laughs> you are a selfie queen. A selfie queen. Um, so yeah, we've got a couple more. These are just more general. Um, they do. Yeah, the, this this account oh. in particular, and a, a lot of these accounts, they they do spout out random ones. Just so have you got a couple of random ones? Everything. Um, so the first random one I'll do is reoccurring feelings each sign has every day. Okay. <laughs> Cancer. Worry. See, again, you know, just depressed. Yeah, downbeat. Crying, downbeat. I'm worried. I'm, oh, it's just not... Do you know what I mean? Every day's a struggle. Every day's a struggle for cancer. Virgo, and I think this is very apt, headaches. (laughs) They've honestly bang on. Sometimes they do smash it out of the park. Bang on. Let let me explain a bit. I have long suffered with headaches and migraines migraines as a kid. Much to your delight and our friends' <laughs> delights delight. and humour. Uh, that is spot on. Some car journeys with Shreve in the past we've had have been utterly brilliant. Yeah, um, brilliant for you, not for me. I'm yeah, the one with the headache. Sort of shouting in his ear. Fantastic, really, really fantastic. That um, is spot on. I've got one more, and this, I feel like this sums up this page to a T. Mm. How horrendous this is. Um, and this is a, a 42,652 likes at this stage. This was. What are we doing wrong? Um, This is horrendous. Right, so this one's titled Astrology. So my one uh, for astrology, Cancer, is your butt is wonderful. Oh, God. Horrendous. This is your one, Virgo. (laughs) That butt makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Is that us saying it about other people's behinds, their derrieres, or, or admiring our own? I think that's your arse that's making me happy. Okay, I, I think that's we'll what it take is. That. We'll take and that. And I'm, I'm assuming that my ass is, is wonderful. What a load um, of shit! Absolute. Which is relevant because it's astrology. Uh, thank you for that, Ben. Uh, and if if you want your star signs read out, let us know your name and your star sign at Middlehood Pod as always, Twitter and Instagram. And we could be reading out yours in the next episode. So that brings it to a wrap. Mm-hmm. This episode has been all about jobs. Thank you very much for everyone that has sent in. Um, their examples on their stories and horrible colleagues, etc. Next episode, we're sort of edging towards Christmas, aren't we? Yeah. The lights are out. Mm. Much to my disgust, I, I don't really like Christmas before December. I am completely the opposite to you on that Right, point. okay. The earlier well, the better. We'll, we'll discuss this next we're episode. We're going to discuss this. There's yeah, going to be many debates. Uh, send us in, as always, anything to do with Christmas. It could be annoying family members. It could be stories of over the years. Presents yeah. you've hated. Presents you've hated. The films you love or hate. The the songs you love and hate. Yeah. Anything around. We Christmas. could do our own renditions. Yeah. I'll bring the old mulled wine. What are you going to bring? Uh, mince pies and carrots. Thanks. <laughs> I look forward to that. Great. Carrots for the reindeer and mince pies for us. And for the listener, some good laughter and banter. Uh, <laughs> that'll be coming in the next few weeks. <laughs>